Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, we're kicking off episode 30, talking about conflict resolution this week. And it's a topic that we have um, discussed before on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. maybe it was more so of what not to do or what to do during conflict. And uh, this week we're going to take the approach of why does conflict happen? Yeah, it's it's, uh, something that we've been talking about before that conflict really needs to be normalized in marriage. Conflict is good in marriage. It means that you're trying to work towards a goal, whether you're fighting in a good way or a bad way. Conflict lets you know that there's something that's not right and something that needs to be fixed. Um, If you're never fighting or never having conflict, that could also be a sign of issues. I mean, maybe not 100% of the time, but it could be a sign of issues that maybe one of you is just burying the problems and just giving in. And so having that conflict lets you work through that with your spouse, lets you learn how to get on the same team with your spouse. Um, And in terms of conflict resolution, it means you're working towards a goal. It doesn't mean that someone just wins. We're going to talk about that here soon. Uh, But working towards a combined goal to win together yeah, there's a quote that actually says marriage is a team sport. You you either win together or lose together. And so that's right. why it's, we're not just talking about conflict. We're talking about conflict resolution. So right. you can get to that, um, you know, resolve. And so we'd say there's three contributing factors to conflict. Um, and we're going to kind of break them down in this episode. So one would be what was said. Uh, two, how it was said. And three, why it was said. Um, those all contribute to conflict that you'd have with your spouse. Yeah, so let's dive into what, number one, what was said. And uh, this is being defined as the actual words that were said in the conflict. Um, This is kind of where you can get into talking at each other um, instead of talking with each other or talking, uh, I guess, just talking with each other. (laughs) I was going to say talking to each other, but that's really kind of can be the same thing as talking at each other. Um, So this is where you can get into that kind of an issue where you're just talking at each other and um, cutting off your partner before they finish a sentence. So, you know, if you're just trying to say something and you just keep interrupting or your partner's trying to say something and you just keep interrupting or they keep getting interrupted, um, it's just going to get frustrating and keep building up that tension. Um, Making assumptions about what they're going to say or uh, no longer listening to what is actually being said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, trying to one-up your spouse so that you can just be the winner. It's not, like like we said at the top, it's not always just about being the winner, but trying to get that last word in, that last little dig. Um, those words are going to hurt, and they're going to hurt for a while. Yeah, this one's huge, and I think the most common thing that people you know, would say that is the cause of conflict because um, what is said is, you know, can be devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can really trigger someone. And usually when you're married to someone, you know what those triggers are and what you can, can say to stir them up and cause an argument. 
Um, and then, yeah, like, like you said, talking at each other and, and what that looks like that can even have someone just shut down. Like that's my personality. If like, I, I don't like this conflict, you're, you know, attacking me with what, either what you're saying or, you know, talking at me, mm-hmm. um, then I'm just going to shut down to stop this. And that doesn't bring resolve. Um, and so that would be, you know, obviously what was said, that's stirs it up right and just one more thing to add to that the uh in talking about the actual words i think that i personally believe that any words that are said have some amount of truth to them especially in a conflict right so if if we're having an argument and i say something just kind of you know off the cuff that i don't mean but i'm in the heat of the moment and i say something even if i don't mean it there's probably still some truth to that in my heart, right? And so putting those words out there, even if you don't mean it, even if you're apologetic right away, there's probably still still some truth to those words being rooted in your heart, whether that's true or not about the other person. That's a thought that you've been developing over time and you have to work through that. So it can be really hurtful to them and those words will linger around for a long time. You know, that's why we have said in other episodes, don't use the words always and never. If you say something like you never do this, that's going to linger around for a a while. And it's going to start developing and rooting in your heart that you really believe that your spouse never does that. And even if you didn't mean what you said, you never do this, uh, there's still going to be some truth and they're going to start to feel like, wow, he really thinks that I never help out with this chore or whatever. Um, and, and it just can, can really sting for a long time. Yeah. Another cause of conflict is, you know, how you approach that argument. So that would be your, your tone of voice, um, body language, facial expressions, you know, the gentle rolling of the eyes, Mm -hmm. um, whatever you do, of course. Or the strong rolling of the eyes (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) I'm guilty. He's looking at me on that one. Um, but you know, it's not just then what was said, how it was said. If you if you raise your voice, um, or like you were saying, you know, something that really just digs deep. Um, so saying too much, um, or even like storming out of the room. You know, yeah. like I said, if if you are talking at me and I, and I shut down, I'm still guilty if I don't respond well and you know move into how would be you know storming out of the room. I'd, I'd also say another you know, way of how is maybe when you're having those conversations. And so we've heard it be called like drive-by conversations, which I love. Um, So, so yeah, we've definitely had our share of drive-by conversations and they don't work well. For sure. Yeah. A great example of that is um, if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time now, you might've heard that we have twin boys and they were our first kids. Uh, So our family went from the two of us to four uh, overnight, really, you know. Um, And so uh, with having twins as your first kids, you have nothing to prepare you for that. And so we were just in survival mode. We've talked about that. That was kind of a turning point in our marriage going, you know, realizing, wow, we were just in survival mode and we really had to change things to get back to a relationship with one one another. And so uh, what we've, looking back, noticed was, when they were born, anytime they were both asleep, that was our opportunity to get everything done at once. Um, that would mean having our opportunity to talk or have these drive-by conversations, which we didn't know were drive-by mm-hmm. conversations at the time, uh, but we knew we've got a limited amount of time while they're both asleep to get everything done, which was talk, 
do chores around the house, sleep ourselves, um, eat, go to the bathroom right. even. Just anything that needed to be done uh, could be done while they were both asleep and we were both available to do things. And so uh, you noticed I said talk and sleep in that sentence. So we were exhausted. So sleeping when they slept was vital, but also there were things that needed to be talked about. And so combining those two things together, exhaust, exhaustion and a drive-by conversation in an amount of time that we didn't know how long they were going to be asleep necessarily, um, that can be a cause for disaster as well. So not having a planned time to sit down and discuss some of these things, to come into it with the right mindset and the right frame of mind, knowing, okay, we're going to have to talk about this for a limited amount of time. That was a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. So here we're saying um, don't avoid conflict, right. like have the conflict resolution mm -hmm. so you can find resolve, but, but be careful of how and when you have these conversations or if you feel conflict it's coming it's like we do need to talk about this let's get you know the kids to bed or can I unwind from work for a little bit or set a time yeah don't have these hard conversations when you're completely exhausted or even going to bed right you're like oh I, I just want to talk to you about this it's like I half asleep I, I'm <laughs> already discounting what anything you have to say because I am just checked out so um, like Thomas said schedule a time to talk um, where you both can be mentally prepared um, and you know kind of have that transition time and, and that allows you to go from um, whatever you need to do so you can kind of get into that mindset of listening to your spouse and, you know, gathering your words so you don't regret what you say. Um, and then, yeah, something that really practical that we do is create that talk list. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you do have that scheduled time to talk, only talk about what's on the talk list right. so that you don't avoid those heavy conversations and you get distracted with the details of what are we doing tomorrow and did you get groceries and, you know, this and that. But um, creating that talk list and then sitting down and, um, doing the when and how correctly when, yeah. there, when there's conflict. And I want to emphasize something you said, you said when you have that scheduled time to talk, only talk about what's on the call list. And I just wanted to emphasize that because there are plenty of times that we have other times to talk that we talk about other things and we often go to the talk list and just say is this a like when we go for a walk with the kids around the block that's not a necessarily a scheduled time for us to talk but we're going to have that opportunity to talk so we'll oftentimes open up that talk list and kind of hit the topics and say okay can we talk about this now can we talk about this now oh this is a short conversation that we think we can get in even if there's some interruptions with the kids this will be a fine topic to have right now but like julie said uh utilize that scheduled talk time and, and protect it is the word I'm looking for um, to only talk about those things that you really need to talk that you've planned to talk about don't you know start talking about oh what's on tv tonight and you know stuff that doesn't really matter if you've got the time scheduled protect it and utilize it wisely um, but you can also refer to your talk list at other times but be aware of the opposite of diving into a conversation that's too deep for the random time that pops up that's allowed. So just utilize it wisely. Yeah. And the third contributing factor to conflict is um, why, you know, why it was said or, and that's usually out of either an action taken that you didn't like or an action that was not taken that you, you know, had this expectation mm -hmm. of. And 
um, you know, we found you're never upset at the reason you think you are. It's, it's usually because of what those things mean to you. There's a lot more um, depth <laughs> to, right. you know, those petty arguments that you're probably having. And so, you know, have you ever been in a, in a fight and you're just like looking at each other like, wait, why are we fighting again? Right. Like, I hate that. I'm like, I'm done with this conversation. I don't even know how it started <laughs> or why and how do I get to the root <laughs> yeah and once once you get to that surface level and start thinking why are we fighting again then you know you've lost the the true meaning of it and it's going to be hard to get back to that root because now you've built a lot of junk up on top of it just he said she said and you have to dig back through all of that and resolve each one of those stupid little things that was said to get down to the root and try to resolve it yeah, I mean, basically an argument is just if one person raises their voice, the other person feels like they have to raise their voice to match or, or beat, you know, beat yeah. it. <laughs> and that just escalates and escalates. And so, you know, or um, another trigger is, you know, if someone says like, I hear you, you don't have to say it twice. Right. It's like, no, like I'm saying it again because you don't understand or you're not empath empathizing. Right. Um, you, you know, you're, you're missing what I am trying to communicate. And instead you're just hearing the, the tone, you know, going back to, to what was said or how it was said. Um, and you really need to know, get to know the why. Right. Um, and that might require you to stop and think about the why right. and your spouse needs to respect that like hold on let me like try this again and just discuss it um you know you'll probably find that it's not just about the action that was taken or not taken but but how it made you feel mm -hmm. um and that's what you need to express because that gets to the root and causes the conflict to re be resolved faster but you can do that in a calm manner if you just learn to discuss it um, instead of fight about it. Sure. And, you know, we've got a couple of things that we want to tell you about these. Um, so in terms of uh, going back to when you said, um, I hear you, you don't have to say it twice. Talking about that, um, you said, you know, a lot of times that's because uh, the partner doesn't understand what one of you is saying. And so in, in our coaching calls, we teach active listening. And so that's just an exercise that we go through to help you say something and help your partner understand what you're actually saying. It teaches you to actually listen and understand what each other um, are saying so that in an argument or in a conflict or just in general, you know you're being heard as the one trying to state your opinion and you also know you're hearing your partner correctly. Yeah, we also help them draw um, feelings, yep. you know, the, the feeling behind what is being said. Yeah. And then that the the spouse can hear that and understand them and say it back to them. Mm -hmm. And so I love having breakthroughs like that on our yeah. coaching call. Um, and another thing that you guys can do an action step is um, before you fall into conflict and start arguing, um, we encourage you to create your own agreement and ground rules with your spouse. Um, mm -hmm. you have to do this together and then, you know, you both agree on. And, um, this came out of the book, The Argument Hangover by the Freemans, and they list 11 rules, um, that they wrote down and it's kind of, you know, their, their agreement of what they will not do. 
um, when conflict arises. So. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we'll go ahead and tell you these. And just with the caveat that you need to create your own. You mm-hmm. shouldn't just take these rules and uh, make them your rules because their rules in their marriage may not fit your your marriage. They may, you know, you can test some of these out, but you need to go through, use this as a starting point and write your own rules with your spouse. So there's 11 of them, but yeah, like Thomas said, we'll just use them as examples. Mm -hmm. Um, So they wrote no swearing, no name calling, no raising your voice, no storming out of the room. No, Um, no bringing up the past, um, no ultimatums, no interrupting, no slamming things. Uh, no shutting down and getting quiet. No ignoring each other and no important conversations via text message. That one's huge. <laughs> so have those in-person um, meetings and just all together, remember, arguing isn't the goal in a conflict. The goal is understanding each other. So as always, if you need help with this area, reach out to us. Um, we love prevention-oriented exercises that we do on our, our marriage coaching calls And um, we just appreciate you guys listening to this week's podcast. Yeah. And just a quick uh, note, we have uh, the Argument Hangover book listed on our website. So uh, if that's something you're interested in checking out, there's obviously a lot more to it than that one page uh, that we just talked about, the 11 rules. Make sure you go uh, check out our website, marriagepuzzle.com to uh, marriagepuzzle.com slash books and you'll be able to find the argument hangover listed there so you can buy that thank you so much for being here this week Uh, you can find us on social media at marriage puzzle on facebook and instagram we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time see you later bye